0: This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show.
1: Welcome back, guys. I'm Todd McComas, and today is Thirsty Thursday. So before you meet up with your coworkers at your favorite wing spot to bitch about your boss over a bucket of long necks... Let's get you caught up on the world of crime with your host, Laura Benson.
0: Fairy tale castles and graveyards. A walking ghost steals an ambulance. The Hotel California sets a new kind of trap. A rocket launcher in a sedan. Why stab someone in the back when you can stab them in the butt? And a very sad Girl Scout. All this and more coming up on This Day in Crime. I'm Laura Benson, and today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Our first story comes today to you from a fairy tale castle with a grim ending. You see what I did there? The Michigan man accused of attacking two American tourists near Neuschwistin Castle in Germany has admitted to the charges this week. On Monday, Troy Philip Bowling, 31, admitted to charges of murder and rape after he pushed two women down a ravine last June, fatally injuring one of them near the famous castle. Bowling was on vacation in Germany when he met the two female tourists, Eva Liu, 21, and Kelsey Chang, 22, by chance on a trail, and allegedly told them he would take them to a great spot for taking selfies with a better view of the castle. He then led them off the trail slightly and attacked them both. He pushed Lu to the ground, choked and raped her, and pushed Chang down the ravine when she tried to intervene to save her friend. Chang fell about 165 feet and suffered a head injury and bruises and scrapes, but survived. Lu was pushed unconscious off the ledge and after being airlifted from the scene, died of her injuries. Bowling is charged with murder, rape with fatal consequences, attempted murder, and possession of child pornography. Apparently he had porn with minors on his laptop, which was confiscated. He's being tried in Germany, and murder charges carry a maximum sentence of life in prison. A verdict is expected in mid-March. Shifting gears to something less horrific, an unusual criminal trial began yesterday, coming our way from the world of rock and roll. Three men have been charged with conspiring to own and trying to sell manuscripts of Hotel California, among other hits by the band The Eagles, without the rights to do so. You know Hotel California. It's a nod to the dark underbelly of the American dream. Wouldn't be a bad theme song for this show, actually. Well, Don Henley, co-founder of the 1970s legendary band The Eagles, went to court yesterday trying to get some scribbled lyrics of his songs back from some gentlemen who were, well, never in the band. It seems he can check out anytime he'd like, but he can never retain ownership of his own handwritten lyrics. Rare book dealer Glenn Horowitz Former Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator Greg Inciardi and memorabilia seller Edward Kasinski have been charged by Henley for holding onto and selling over 80 pages of draft lyrics from the hit song. Here's the quick breakdown of the situation. Good luck keeping up with all of the names. I'll do my best. So, a well-known writer, Ed Sanders, began writing a biography of the Eagles back in the 80s, and he was granted access to the band's archives to do so. These included the lyric pages in question. In 2005, Sanders sold the pages to Horowitz for $50,000. Horowitz then sold the lyrics to Greg Inciardi and Edward Kaczynski for $65,000 in 2012. The two men then apparently tried to sell the works through Kaczynski's company. When Hentley learned of this, he tried to get them back and bought what he thought was the full package for $8,500. So at least they cut the rock star a deal on his own property. However, Henley discovered that handwritten notes of life in the fast lane had popped up at an auction through Kaczynski in 2014, in what prosecutors said was another batch of stolen lyric pages. This time, Henley was allegedly offered the chance to purchase the pages for $12,000, but tired of spending a ton of money on his own lyrics, he refused. Henley was eventually given an ultimatum, either move forward with the auction and split the profits, or buy the pages back for $90,000. After refusing, Henley filed police charges and authorities began seizing the alleged stolen manuscripts from the auction house in Kaczynski's New Jersey home. The DA filed an indictment in 2022 with all three defendants pleading not guilty. What I don't understand here is where Ed Sanders is in all of this. I might be missing something, but it seems like he shouldn't have made the sale in the first place.
1: Man, come on, I had a rough night and I hate the eagles, man. Do you hate when I interrupt this part of the show? Then sign up for Tenderfoot Plus and listen ad-free. Otherwise, we'll be back after this message. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
0: Now for something completely different. A man in Sutton, Massachusetts, faces criminal charges after police found crack cocaine, pretty standard, and a U.S. Army rocket launcher, less standard, in his vehicle parked in a hotel parking lot. According to Massachusetts police, on Monday one of the department's detectives was surveilling the suspicious vehicle parked alongside a Red Roof Inn, and as he spoke to the man sitting in the front seat, identified as Harvey Johnson Jr., he noticed some narcotics paraphernalia. Casual. Then he continued his investigation and found an M-190 U.S. Army rocket launcher inside Johnson's vehicle. The police detective, Alexander Sinney, had never seen a rocket launcher in person before. Not a surprise, really. So, they sent the thing immediately to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, which identified the M190 as a Vietnam War-era training weapon, and have yet to share whether it's in working condition or not. Whether it's a working, destructive device or not will determine whether any federal charges are warranted, or if this man is maybe just a collector of military memorabilia. Johnson was charged with possession of a Class B substance and possession or control of an incendiary device. He was issued a summons, which is nice. He's not in custody. They obviously didn't think he was too, too dangerous. It's a ghost. No, it's just a dude in a hospital gown. 32-year-old Ricky Lowe of Fairfax, Virginia, gave a business owner quite the fright when she spotted him on her security footage clad in a white hospital gown. Lowe drove off in a borrowed ambulance from a hospital where he was being treated, dressed in the latest bottoms-free fashion with an IV still in his arm on Monday evening. Lowe had been checked into the Innova Fairfax Hospital after being involved in a car accident on Monday afternoon, which left five people injured. He was in the passenger seat of a stolen vehicle that allegedly caused the crash. Police also found two firearms and narcotics in the vehicle after the crash. Now, he wasn't implicated in the theft of that vehicle as he was just a passenger, but he had not yet been discharged from the hospital for treatment. Clearly, he was concerned there might be some pending charges, or he just hates hospitals enough to steal their vehicles to escape. I don't know. The ambulance that Lowe stole from the hospital and drove away in was recovered a few miles away in a bank parking lot. However, even after an extensive search by police that involved a helicopter, Lowe has still not been found. Police say he now faces charges for stealing the ambulance. In other poltergeist-related news, a South Carolina woman who was running late for an appointment decided to take a shortcut through a cemetery, actually driving over the graves and damaging several. Sheriff's deputies in Oconee County, South Carolina, attempted a traffic stop on Tuesday evening but the woman continued to speed away and crossed state lines into Livonia, Georgia, where she proceeded to turn off of Interstate 85 and into a cemetery. She mowed over multiple graves before getting her black SUV stuck on a larger grave structure, one of those little walls that they build around your tombstone. You know the ones. Her car got stuck, and she got out and continued on foot, but was quickly caught by the authorities. Clearly, she really needed to make it to that appointment. Maybe it was a date with the devil. Is that too far? That's probably too far. She has yet to be publicly identified or charged, but she is spending some time with the sheriff's office back in South Carolina. The suspect has been wondering why she's been having such bad dreams for the past few days. A Texas man stabbed another man at an LA Fitness this week after a dispute over workout equipment. I'm not kidding. 69-year-old John David Mackinson allegedly stabbed another man in the butt in an Austin, Texas gym after the two had a dispute about a leg press machine. According to the victim, who has not publicly identified himself, the two men had had minor interactions earlier when the victim apparently was waiting for the leg press machine that Mackinson was using, and the older man told him to find something else to do. When the two men crossed paths again in the locker room, all that built-up testosterone lashed out and Mackinson began verbally assaulting the victim. He then pulled a six-inch knife on him, stabbed him in the butt, and chased him around trying to stab him three more times. Fortunately, there were other people in the locker room and one of the men in there was able to calm Mackinson down and get him away from the victim. The stab wound was so deep that it needed four staples to close and the victim apparently needed 500 milliliters of blood transfused immediately. Not to mention, he won't be able to sit down for a while. Or use the leg press machine. Mackinson told officers, I just got out of prison for this. Which is true. His criminal record showed that he was arrested in 2021 for aggravated assault. He's currently being held on a $50,000 bond. Hopefully, he can get a handle on his temper next time he gets out. On to more news of people being jerks in Texas. A Girl Scout troop in Fort Worth, Texas was robbed earlier this month while selling cookies in front of a Walmart. You heard me right. In another ridiculous happening at Walmart, a man walked out of the store and nabbed the bag of cash that had the girl's earnings from the day in it and ran off through the parking lot. The suspect was caught on security footage in broad daylight. He was wearing a gray hoodie and black beanie with his face fully exposed at the time of the theft, but authorities have yet to name the suspect. In a completely ludicrous move, he left behind the entire shopping cart loaded with boxes of cookies. That's the real gold in this scenario. I clearly don't understand criminal minds. The Fort Worth Police Department have stated that the man is between 18 and 24 years old. They've shared a photo of him on their Twitter, I mean, X page, and they're still seeking to identify him. They've not disclosed how much cash was in the bag. Why don't they just use AI facial recognition software to identify him? I hear it works great every time and never has any flaws. Well, with that, I'll wrap up today's show. I hope you enjoyed all of the ghastly tales of ghostly goings-on, and you remember to drive on the actual road when you're getting around this weekend. Enjoy Todd McComas's episode tomorrow, and I'll see you again on Tuesday of next week. Have a great afternoon, everyone, and thanks for listening to This Day in Crime.
1: This Day in Crime is a production of Tenderfoot TV in partnership with Odyssey, produced in association with Burning Mountain Productions. Sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes, and you can follow us on social media at This Day in Crime. We're back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening.